Welcome to the Jam Session Radio Hour. I'm your host, John Landis. And tonight we have another in our series of blindfold tests. Um, tonight we have a blindfold test of J.D. Allen, conducted by jazz journalist Dan Ouellette. Dan has been good enough to share a bunch of these blindfold tests with us. And if you didn't hear us last week, we did one of Christian uh, McBride, bass player. J.D. Allen is a um, tenor sax player, a really good one. He actually played with uh, Hamptons Jazz Fest this past summer at the uh, uh, Parish Art Museum. It was a great evening outside, and he was wonderful with his quartet, I think. And um, so what a blindfold test is is something that Dan Wallet has popularized. They transcribe them at the back of uh, Downbeat Magazine whenever Downbeat comes out, so it's a Downbeat Magazine thing. Um, so those are just those are transcriptions in writing, but these are recorded by Dan Wallet and his colleagues. And, in this, and he, the general format is he interviews uh, a well-known musician who listens to a series of songs by the, uh, playing the same instrument uh, that he plays. So in this case, these would be other tenor sax players because J.D. Allen is a tenor sax player. And then the uh, interviewee has to guess, usually in front of a, a live audience, guess who the musician was in this series of tunes, and then do some analysis. And that's the fun part, to hear them guess and to anal analyze the piece. Because here you have these like top-level musicians analyzing other people's work and uh, telling, you know, giving their stylistic analysis. It's great. So on this particular night, it's going to be J.D. Allen interviewed by Dan Ouellette, and we'll get to that right after a tune. Anyway, a noted album of his, and um, probably on Sunnyside Records. Uh, he now records on Savant Records, I believe. Uh, and this was a record called um, Pharaoh's Children. So this is a tune from that, about four minutes long. After that, we'll go straight into the, um, the blindfold test, and then I'll join you later. Okay? Thank you. 
Give me a good reflection on it. Matthew, we're ready. <laughs> Thank you. He, he's ready. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. You know what? <laughs> wait, wait. Sonny. <laughs> big, big, Brad, big band brass. Yeah. I love this record, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I go deep into my stack. Okay, listen to it a little bit and then reflect on it. Like, okay. Okay. Don't, I don't want to. See how it works? I've been reflecting on it for 20 years. <laughs> okay, well, talk. While I was playing a little bit, talk about it. You got it immediately, Sonny. Yeah, yeah. Even before he started playing. Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, I think uh, Jimmy Wilkins did the arrangement. Arrangements. Ernie, Ernie Wilkins. Maybe one of the Wilkins brothers. I know that because it was one that lived in Detroit. Oh, this is the part. I, I love this because it has a blue collar feel to it. That's what I love about Mr. Ernie Rollins. Wilkins. Yeah, Ernie Wilkins. Yeah. Yeah, his brother lived in Detroit, Jimmy Wilkins. You know, so when I saw the Wilkins name on that, I immediately gravitated towards that. Yeah. Okay, so tell me. Tell you. You, you, were, you were talking about Sonny being a blue collar kind of. Well, I mean, not not in sense, not not blue collar meaning limited in intellect, but in terms of just a people's feel to his tone and, and the phrasing. It's just not an everyday man type of feel, but just, you know, the slugger. That, that's how I, I view the it. The slugger? The slugger, yeah, yeah you yeah, know. Yeah. It's finesse, but it's 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 like a boxer, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I, I'm really, I, I've listened to this record. I still listen to it, you know. When did you start listening to it? Uh, the first time I heard it, I was 17. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, 17. Um, and what about it? I mean, a lot of Sonny Rollins records out there, but this one's like loaded with brass. I mean, there's yeah, there's also trio on it, also trio yeah, stuff yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the way he, he swings the band, man. Like they, all those horns, don't, they, they don't seem to get in his way. And he the, just the, just the character of his tone and phrasing and rhythmic ideas and his attack. That's that's what I love. I mean, I love his his approach to phrasing, especially, yeah. and of course the sound. You know, yeah, I definitely know this record. Do you yeah. know? Do you remember the title of it? Uh, the title of the uh, the song? Yeah. I can't remember the I can't remember the title of the song, unfortunately. Grand Street. Grand Street. Yeah, because yeah. he lived he lived around there at a, at a one point in time. No, no. Didn't he, didn't Mr. Rollins live by Grand Street at one time? Or? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I, Folklore, I guess, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with this record. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, star rating and why? Star rating for this? Yeah. Oh, man, five and beyond. Oh, my what? God. Why? Yeah. He, he's the he's the heavyweight champion. I mean, that's the champ, man. <laughs> <laughs> Need you ask why? <laughs> well, asking you No, why. Five, five and beyond. I mean, five and beyond. Yeah, off Good the page. Man. Goodbye, me, man. Yeah, man. Okay, Matthew, let's uh, fade that out. Let's go to number two. He, he, you're the slugger. No. You're the slugger <laughs> out of the park, man. <laughs>
haven't done this in years. Really? Yeah, we used to do this when we were kids. Like, yeah. Guess who it is? Like, you, you, you guys used to no, I, yeah. Guess each other? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, James Carter, used to call me. I'm like, who's this man? Who is this? James yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Okay. Let's... See, I'm going to go all over the time. You know, I'm going to cover from back then to kind of more modern. Too. Okay. Maybe some stuff you haven't even heard. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I haven't heard everything. No? Nah, oh. man. Not at all. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Heard it all. Oh, yeah. How did I know that? <laughs> you let me know when you're ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anytime. Good. Thank you. Oh, Dexter Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Early Yeah. It's not with Wardell Gray, though, but yeah. It's not what? It's not with Wardell Gray, but uh, yeah, this is no. definitely Dexter, early Dexter Gordon Savoy. Uh, tell me why. Yeah, Savoy, actually. Yeah. 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 Early Dex is like, I mean, every tenant prayer has to check out Dexter Gordon, you know. Yeah. I, I, I was told that, so I had to, I went, I investigated him, and I came across this. And uh, you can hear the Lester Young influence in there, and Illinois Jackette. I hear, I hear a lot of Jackette in his plan. Yeah, you know, he's like, well, Don Bias is the, the missing link, but, but Dexter is right after Don Bias uh -huh. in terms of the swing and, and the, the swing type of playing on tenor saxophone going to the bebop. So this is like right in the middle, right before it tipped over, you know. And I mean, if it wasn't for this, we wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't have Mr. Rollins or Mr. Coltrane, you know, they, they had to have listened to this. Yeah, 1946. 1946, okay, yeah. Yeah, I had to. The Sonny Rollins, by the way, was 1958. Uh, oh, 58, okay. So it's like. It moved fast, actually. Yeah. The, the sound and the tag. See, that's the Lester. Yeah. You can hear Lester Young. Lester. Lester Young. But you knew it was Dex. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. You want to hear more? You want to hear? You want to hear? Uh... Oh, we have to hear the piano solo. Here's the trumpet. I got to guess the piano solo. No, you don't have to. Oh, we just have to hear it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You have to hear it. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't have to get well. Okay. I mean, you can, you can, you can take. No, I ain't gonna try. If I, I got the Dex part, yeah. Yeah, you got the Dex part, man. You should be swinging hard. There he is. You don't have to. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to remember. Bud. Is that Bud? Bud. Yeah. Bud. Yeah, okay. A younger Bud, though. 1946. Yeah. That's definitely Bud. You can tell by the left hand. Yeah. And then a why, why, why gave it away, so it's definitely. <laughs> Or early monk, you know, it's definitely good. Yeah, so it was uh, uh, Leonard Hawkins on trumpet, mm. uh, uh, Curly Russell on bass, mm. and Max Roach on drums. Wow. Although you don't get a chance to hear him. Oh, wait. 
Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, they got it in. All right, okay, so what's our rating and why? Oh, this? Yeah. Oh, that's another five and beyond, man. I, mean, <laughs> I, I can't come up with the universe of stars. That's how many you can put on that page. Okay, okay, good, good. You ready for another one? Oh, yeah, man. Two for two. Okay, Matthew, next one. Michael Brecker? Yeah, it's Michael Brecker. Tell me how you feel. The last record. Is this the last record? Yep. Fatman Thingy, Herbie Hancock? Yep, yep. Yeah. He's a beautiful guy, man, Michael yeah. Brecker, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to check out Brecker. <laughs> how everybody does. Yeah, his sound is so influential now. I mean, a lot of people are drawing from from uh, a lot of his, a lot of things that he did. So, yeah, so I can always tell by his vibrato. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, his vibrato get. Yeah, that's how I know it's when it's him. Even before he gets to the the beautiful acrobats that he does with his sound, oh, vibrato. Some of those. Yeah. Well, tell me anything. Anything. Anything off the top of your head about Michael Brecker? I think he's a he's, he's a great he's one of the great architects. The architecture of his solos. You know, the the right the right at the right time, you know. If I can say that. Yeah, sure. that. We'll write that down. Yeah. Clarity. You could tell he has a he has a relationship with with uh, I'll say this with the black church, and I, I don't know if that's because he played with um, Parliament Funkadelic or Cameo, but you, you can hear he has a he can he can go into a church and get down with the choir if he had to. That's how what I feel about it. And then of course you know it's technique, but. His sound for me is, which is what does it, you know, that beautiful, beautiful vibrato that he has. Singing quality, you know, just, just a great musician and a beautiful person also. I miss him. Yeah, we, we talked a couple times, man. Yeah, he, he got at me at some very important points in my life and gave me some great advice, and, and I, I thank him for that. You know? I was really shocked. Yeah, what kind of advice did he give you? I'm not gonna disclose that, okay, but okay. <laughs> but it was it was deep coming from him. You know, it was deep. Cool. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, out? check this out. Yeah, you, you can figure it out. You know who else is on here? Is that Matheny? Yeah, Matheny. Yeah, Herbie Hancock. I think Herbie? Jack Dijonette. Jack Dijonette. Yeah, John Patitucci. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is a great record, man. Yeah. Okay. How about if we fade Pat out? <laughs> well, you said that I did. <laughs> I do say that. Thank you. Although I saw him play at Mon uh, Monterey Jazz Festival last year, and he was surprisingly really good. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next one.
that I should go out of obligation. At the time, I was in the Albert Isler, right? So I went down there expecting him to be playing like, you know, Max making wax or something. And then I saw Mr. O, Mr. Pope playing, and it was just, you know, he blew my mind. I wasn't expecting him to be doing that. But yeah, Odin Pope is... You hear it? Wow, yeah, I hear it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Jeff, okay. Yeah. I love this because you, you you can you can you can tell that he's playing with his eyes closed. I love that. I love. I, I, How can you tell that? I, I just can tell, man. It's, it's not not in the sense of not wanting to know what's going on, but yeah. he's, he's looking inside and, and he's sharing that. And, if, and at least in my opinion, if you dig it, it's cool. But if not, he's gonna. It sound, it's the sound of I'm, I'm going to be true to what I'm what I what I feel and what I want to play. But there's an architecture to this, you know. He, he's yeah, this is bad. Actually, I'd like to get a copy of this. But I, I thought I thought it was Sam Rivers for a minute. I was like, okay, maybe it's Sam Rivers. Wow. You like that? Yeah. Phrasing is that? Yeah. Sound? The sound, yeah. Oh, five stars, man. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, did five we stars. talk about Michael Brecker? We did talk about Michael. About all the, the five stars? Yeah, I gave him five stars, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, this is from uh, uh, an album he put out in 2009. Okay. Called uh, uh, 
Odeon's List. And this okay. particular track is Odeon's List. Odeon's List, okay. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's him and it's Tane. Okay. Tane having a good time. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, oh yeah, five stars, why? We're why? Good. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. It's, it's, it's no BS, man. This is, that's, that's the... That's what it's about. I mean, when it's all said and done, when you boil everything down, that that's 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 the energy that I would like to get to, you know. And that's I, I respect this, and it, it takes a lot of uh, I won't say brave, but it, it, just being true to yourself. That's what I believe. You yeah, know? yeah. This is five stars. Man. I, I, I couldn't no way I couldn't go under five for this. Okay. And then seeing him at such an age and realizing that. You know, it, growth doesn't stop. Yeah. And he, when I saw Mr. Roach and him playing, it was, it blew my mind. I was like, oh wow, Max Roach is taking it out. And then I was able to check out Max Roach with Cecil Taylor, like, you know, just a hungry eye and a thirsty ear. You know what I mean? That's that's what this is. Cool. I mean? Yeah, he came to. Uh, what do you call? He doesn't tour. He doesn't get out of, <coughs> uh -huh. around much these days, but. He played the Blue Note. It's probably five or six years. Ago. I think James was on one of those gigs, right? You know, I think actually, I think he's on this album. Oh, okay. You are listening to WLIW FM in Southampton, New York, eighty-eight point three on your dial, ninety-six point nine also in Western Suffolk. This is Long Island's only NPR station, um, and you are uh, <clears throat> you're listening to the Jam Session Radio Hour. And tonight we are doing a. Uh, blind, so-called blindfold test by jazz journalist Dan Willett of uh, J.D. Allen. And I should, that's J.D. Allen, tenor player from New York. Dan Willett, I didn't mention before, but he is a noted jazz journalist, has been for decades. He's had a great career. He's been nominated often for Jazz Journalist of the Year. He is freelance. He's written for Downbeat. He's done some great interviews, all, all different kinds of magazines and uh uh, places that record him and he is famous for these he's well known for these blindfold tests which is kind of one of his things so this is one of those of jd allen tenor player let's get back to it so how you doing you feeling pretty good yeah i'm having, I'm having a ball man. good good yeah you know this is the only interview i love doing these because it's the only time um where musicians can you know rather than me sitting here and asking your whole life story yeah like, Digging deep into the, your latest record or wherever, mm. it's um, it's a musician talking about what he loves the most. Yeah, it's the music. Yeah. yeah, and that to me is is really the most important thing. It is. <laughs> it is. Okay, now if you will take the next one, uh, another softball for you, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, how would you describe 
a mix between Dewey Redmond and Ben Webster. Well, he does definitely Ben Webster on the ballads. I know he, I, I feel that when I hear him play ballads on recordings, I heard him. Like, he, he's definitely into the Ben Webster. And on the up-tempo stuff, I hear a lot of Dewey Redmond. But so it's like Dewey and, and Ben Webster put together, you know. You know. Everybody comes from somebody. Yeah. You, know, you need a mom and dad, that's how we got here. You know? so, yeah, I, you know, this, there's nobody is just, oh, I'm just here. You, know, you, can, you can trace everybody back to something. At least that's what I think. You know, yeah, he definitely has some What do you think of this arrangement of this song? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I gotta check this out, actually. You did? Yeah, I gotta check it out. Francisco, yeah, oh man. He's a man. Just play the, that as the tone. Why, why even put passport in? So what, what is it saying? Like, okay, I, I can do this with this. Like, well, you know, you got, 
got that back, fat ass girl. Just, just deal with that. Yeah. You know <laughs> That's just me, but hey. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Next one. <laughs> Five, 
it, it took me it took me to a, another place another country you know the music thing man you know uh, I grew up in Detroit and I would look out my window and see the remnants of the 1967 riots but when you put the music on it, it takes you somewhere else and, and he clearly not that anyone else didn't but you know he clearly he took me to another planet man and uh, I'm with that you know? <laughs> And it's legal, you know. The name is Silence. Oh, this is Silence? Wow. Yeah, okay. From an album called Silence. Oh, wow. It was recorded in, uh, but it couldn't have been too long before Mal passed away. Okay. Uh, it was 2008. Oh, really? Okay. This was the, at least the release. Wow, I missed this recording. Wow. Yeah, it's not just in time, it's on a Canadian level. Okay. Like, Canadian label. Which is sometimes hard to get here. Okay. Yeah, I missed this. But I got it. Oh, man. I got it. I got it. And I got a lot of David Murray tunes I could have played you. But I kind of like this. I like this. The duo. What about the duo thing? Do you do duos? No. No, no. no. I'm totally afraid to do a duo. Why? <laughs> I I, I I I I have to play with the drums, man. I mean, <laughs> it's like, to me, like, you know, uh, I'm not... No, I'm not, I'm, I, I mean, at this point, I won't say what I won't do, you know, but maybe later on, but at this point, I, I don't have an interest to uh, have drums. Yeah, I'll, I'll get down with the drums, you know, but uh, nah, I'm not the, the duo kind of cat. You know? cool. yeah. yeah. At this point, you know, next year, maybe, hey, maybe he might spark an idea, like, oh, maybe I should investigate that. And then I got to find all the duo records, you know, and see what was happening. Yeah. All right, we'll do the next one. Okay. Well, slow it down. Okay. Enjoyed that quite a bit, and um, 
Yeah, he can pull this off. This makes sense. Yeah. I thought Eric Alexander for a minute because I remember he came out. I remember hearing something. He did some tunes where it was like with Al Green and stuff. So I thought that might have been it. But this makes sense. Yeah, okay. I, I haven't checked this out yet, but I will. He had a little Ben Weston thing going. I, I guess that's the go-to. <laughs> <laughs> a little breathy, yeah. kind of like, you know, gives a, yeah, you get a good bottle of wine, you smell the cork, you know. <laughs> no, you know, that's cool, you know, but I noticed a lot of the tenor, tenor guys, they'll, they'll go for the Ben Webster breathy type of thing, you know. This is great, man. I'll give this, I'll give this four and a half. You feel? Yeah, four and a half. Okay, but then the, not, you know, because we're different. Everybody, you know, we're all like, you know, everybody's like a fingerprint, no two fingerprints are the same. What does this have to do with the melody? You know, okay, now he's making reference to it again. But that's the question, you know what I mean? So, like, you don't like it when it goes too far out. No, no, I, I don't mind that, but I'm saying, like, every the, the, the content of the lyrics, and, 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 and the nature of the melody, so you gotta say, okay, what does it have to do with, with this song, you know? Which is great, you know, all the acrobats, you know. But, you know, you do yoga at home, you do yoga in the studio to be flexible, right? But you don't go outside and do yoga moves and shit walking around, you know? So that's cool, you know? So, so you were kind of saying those yoga moves? No, I won't say yoga moves, I'm saying the little, the little, Solo thing that you kind of threw at the embellishment. Oh no, I just. Oh, oh you know, I, I check out the flourishes. Yeah. I look for the end. Where, where did it? Where did it end? Where does it end up? You know, but. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. I give you four and a half. Yeah. Good deal. So if you had started this song right here, would you know that that's the tune? Oh. Maybe the melody is so damn strong. It's like oh, yeah. it's it's almost like you know you just play the melody. You know? Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah, four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. Oh, it's quartet. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, man uh, from Boston. It's uh, Jason Palmer. On Jason something. Palmer. Yeah. Kim Cass on bass. Kim Cass. Yeah. Ian. There you go. Okay. We can fade that sucker. So let's rev you a couple more. Change over. Oh, that's Joe Henderson, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that ain't a softball. That's a snowball. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was gonna be something else. Oh, that's that what did? Oh, oh, okay. I, th I thought it was gonna be like, okay. Yeah, it's definitely Joe Henderson. Yeah. Kenny Dorn, yeah. Kenny Dorn with trumpet. Once I sat down and listened, uh, I think Blue Note came out with a whole box set of everything he did, uh -huh. and it was really interesting. You know? 
and had, he was in a lot of different situations. You know, he was like that cat. You know, like okay, man, I'm like you know, you got him on the set. It's, it's gonna be on no matter what it is. You know, and I think he was uh, he was very complete. A very complete, you know, not so much a stylist, you know, but like a, a great musician. And wherever you put him in, this this cat is gonna get off, you know. Yeah, I think everybody want to be Joe Henderson in, in that regards of just being a complete musician and a what great about, artist. What about a tenor player? We're listening to it right now. Definitely, uh, you know, he got a lot of stuff from um, Junior Cook. I mean, I can't listen to him and not give credit to Junior Cook, and I don't think enough people do that. You know, Junior Cook is a big influence on Mr. Henderson. You know, in terms of the tone and the phrasing, and then you know, he definitely did a lot of studying the classical saxophone. I know, I know for sure because he used to study with a, a great teacher named Donna, Donna, Don Center in, Mich in, in Michigan. So you can hear the, the, the classical influence, the classical mouthpiece, but Junior Cook is all up in there. And put that on the record. Yeah, Junior Cook, he owes a lot to Junior Cook. And Sonny Rollins, I think. Mr. Rollins. But you know, I, I, this is a five. I just, I can't, you know. Yeah. I think I would shoot myself if I didn't give it a five. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I hold this, you know, in reverence. You know, it's like, it's like looking at the Mona Lisa and say, ah, no, that's a two. You, you can't do it, you know. But uh, yeah, Joe Henderson, yeah. It's interesting, uh, uh, he lived in San Francisco for the longest time. Okay. Toward the end of his career. And uh, he, he was just kind of a, whenever you play there, I used to live there. Mm -hmm. uh, one time they scheduled a play at the Opera House or, or one of the big concert halls or something like that. Mm -hmm. kind of going like, Jesus, where, where is he? Where, he? He should be here by now. <laughs> where is he? And so they're going like, oh my God, he's not showing up. <laughs> so the guy who runs the jazz festival, Randall Klein, called him up and said, and the phone answered, it was Joe. It's like, Joe, where are you? The show's starting in 15 minutes. He goes, oh, I drove down there and I couldn't find a place to park, so I just came home. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I heard some stories about, about then, like, like that. And then he used to be really good buddies with uh, uh, Bobby Hutcherson. Okay. They used to tour together. Yeah. Uh, they did a one long, really, really long tour. Mm -hmm. And Bobby said that Joe was so meticulous about how his hair was, it's almost like he had to have it cut every other day. Like, <laughs> really? Shave. Yeah. And so Bobby learned how to cut his hair. Wow. And so he's home. He lived down, down the road in this really great beach town, Montero. Yeah. And in the middle of the night, he gets a call, like 3 o'clock in the morning. And it's Joe. He's like, well, do you, you want to talk with me? Do we have a gig? Are we going on the road again? He goes, no. I need my hair cut. I need my hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> drive all the way to San Francisco. They just hung out for a whole day. Yeah. They, he got the haircut, but then they just kind of like hung out as buddies. Yeah. yeah. So. He was about... Uh, you know, it's kind of like when you... Uh, not kind of like, but... When you listen to uh, the Bach cello suites, yeah, and the, 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 this, I'm not off the subject. This is the same subject. Yeah. But, you know, whenever I listen to Bach, 
it's kind of like, it's not that you're gonna, well, you hear it a lot, you know the music, but it's kind of like, okay, that's the right note because it's logical that it goes there, you know? I hear a lot of logic, I've always thought of him as a very logical player, and it, it, it lends itself to a lot of people checking him out because you can, you can see like he had different systems with Dylan, with chord changes and, you know, playing, you know, but uh, yeah, he's a great, Great musician, man. He's an assassin, you know. He's like, you know, that box that I heard, it was amazing. But he was just doing all kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And he sounded great in everything, you know, in every kind of context. And it was great, you know. Of course, this is a Pluto record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, let's say, what year was it? 63. I always have a hard time playing this too. <laughs> You do? Yeah, Oh, that's Sam Rivers. That's Sam Rivers. Yeah. How could you tell? That's just a good That vibrato. Yeah, that's definitely, that's my man. I saw that concert at Columbia University with, with, uh, with uh, uh, Barry Ostro and. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name at the moment. Yeah, that's Sam Rivers, man. Definitely. I love Sam Rivers, man. What? What is it about this that you like? He walks the fence. You know? It's like... It's like, you know, it's not out, it's not in, it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of like going into a barbershop and getting a lot of great information, you know. <laughs> you know, getting like the inner secrets, but it's it still got the street level, but it has the intellect along with it, you know. I love Sam Rivers, man. Yeah. He'll jump on the piano or the flute. And it's phrasing, yeah. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Dave Holland. No? No, I'm saying that was the guy I was trying to remember at the oh, Dave Holland, Barry yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was his last concert. Was Dave Holland and who? And Barry Oswald. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was his last concert. Uh, guess who's on this? Barry Oswald. Yeah, okay. And it's not Dave Holland on bass? Cecil McBee. Oh, that's Cecil McBee. This was recorded in 1973. Oh, okay. I, I ran into Mr. Holland one, uh, a few years back and I asked him about that group they had. And he yeah. told me they would practice six hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Six hours a day. Yeah. Because I asked him about the concert, that last concert. He said, man, you know, they had practiced so much that they got, the, that they got together. It was just... They reissued that, right? I think, I think it some... came out. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, uh... 
Actually, I wrote something about it. Really? Yeah. For Downbeat. So you were you were there at the concert? No. Oh man, that concert no, was amazing. Just, I think Pi did Pi put it out? Did he issue it or issued it or Pi Records? I'm not sure, man. But I, I saw he he looked very ill. I thought he was. But man, when he picked up the horn, he was 25 years old. He was just it was beautiful, man. I'll never forget that. Sam Rivers and why he's the man. Why he walks the fence. Why? You know, I, I feel like I read something that he had, he, had, he said that you know jazz is the improviser's music. It's it's a it's about improvising. You know. And I, you know, of course, I, I love Future Swing. I love his compositions. But I always, that era of musicians, which is something that I think that we've gotten away from, is today is more composition heavy, which is cool, you know. But I think for them it was more about, at least in my opinion, it was more about improvising, you know, expressing yourself, you know, getting it, getting it out. You know, it's a big difference today, I think, you know. I run into younger people and they'll pull out a song that has five pages. I'm like, how can you remember five pages? I mean, you can do it, yeah, sure. you know, but, you know, it's just, it's, you know, cats will come out with like five and six pages of music. They go through all this stuff and then they improvise and, you know, I think that's that's the essence of, of, of jazz, you know. It's just about how do you make a, a bag of potatoes and some eggs work for a week, you know, improvise, you know. That's that's what we do. That's how we survived, you know. He represents that for me. Stars? Oh man, five billion stars, man. Five billion, okay. Yeah, yeah. five billion stars. You mentioned him a couple times in our conversation. Yeah, I was like, maybe, like, maybe I was longing to hear him. You know? <laughs> there you go. And I kept but see, like right here, that's Odin Pope. I kind of the old the one you played with the Odin Pope. It was kind of coming out of that. See, that's when I thought it was Sam Rivers. Like this kind of this. He had, he had to have checked out Mr. Rivers, Odin Pope, too. You know, everybody checks out everybody. That's what he's supposed to do. Okay. All right. I got one last one in my holster. Okay. <laughs> this is the one, right? Okay. And again, it's probably going to be a softball or a snowball, whatever. <laughs> no, don't, don't put that down there. Don't say snowball. <laughs> okay. You know, the snowballs, you can put a rock in them and. <laughs> <laughs> That's not easy to do it in my hood, you know. Put a rock in the snowball. It goes faster. So you've been listening to uh, uh, to uh, uh, J.D. Allen and a blindfold task by Dan Willett, jazz journalist. We're glad to have brought it to you. We want to tell you that our sponsors, um, regular sponsors and underwriters for this show and for the Hampton's Jazz Fest and Jazz Night at the Masonic Temple are, uh, some of them are Oza Sabbath Architects of Bridgehampton, James Lane Post, Bond Number no. Nine Perfume Company, uh, the Bridge Shul of uh, that's the Bridge Shul of East Hampton, Smalls Jazz Foundation, uh, Town of Southampton, Suffolk County Economic Development, Masonic Temple of Sag Harbor, and uh, not last but uh, not least, certainly last but not least, is the Peter Schwartz and Cheryl Leventhal Charitable Trust. And we have others, and we welcome you to contact us. Um, at info at thejamsession.org so we can talk about your sponsoring or contributing to the station or go to one of our websites and uh, hit that donate button and, and help us uh, keep this on. So we want to thank, um, in particular, uh, uh, Tommy Clark. This is produced and uh, mixed by Tommy Clark of Toga Studios and Delaney Hafner. 
um, and also WLIW, W Radio, and certainly our internal um, talented people who put this all together, including Clayus Brondahl and Joel Chris. And of course, thanks to Dan Willett for putting all this together and the incomparable J.D. Allen. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for being with us. This is John Landis signing off for uh, the Jam Session Radio Hour. Please join us again next week. Good night.